Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us again on the PCICS podcast, the official podcast of the Pediatric Cardiac Intensive Care Society. My name is Courtney Solani, and I'm an advanced practice registered nurse in the cardiac care unit at Ann and Robert H. Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago. I'm also a member of the PCICS podcasting committee. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with one of my esteemed colleagues, Genevieve fry also from Lurie Children's in Chicago. She will be speaking to us about the importance of fostering and growing the next leaders in nursing. Thank you so much for joining us, Jenny. To start, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role within nursing leadership? I am Genevieve. I go by Jenny uh, to most people. I have been a nurse at formerly Children's Memorial Hospital, now Lurie Children's, for almost 18 years. I started at the bedside in the pediatric intensive care unit and worked there for about eight years. And right about the time we were talking about building the new hospital and opening the cardiac care unit, we would bring all the cardiac patients together for the first time in a, in a consolidated unit. Um, I was finishing my master's in nursing administration. I was fortunate enough to get a position as one of the first managers and was able to help build the CCU, which was both incredibly challenging and rewarding and exciting all at the same time. And then I have been the director for the cardiac care unit for just about four years now. So you mentioned you went into nursing administration. Was there anyone that inspired you to become a nursing leader? What led you to that path? Good question. Um, I have to say I am inspired by both of my parents. Um, Even to this day, they both still inspire me a great deal. Uh, Specifically, though, my father worked in healthcare, And I remember from a very young age, hearing him on the phone and, and listening to him speak. And he is and has always been a very value, values driven leader and has always um, approached thing as a servant, approached um, leadership as a servant leader. And I think that that has always stuck with me from the time I was a very small child, that leadership is a job of service. I definitely practice servant leadership. Everyone on my leader, nursing leadership team practices servant leadership. I've always been inspired by how he led and his sort of quest for knowledge throughout his life and always wanting to be better and That was definitely something that spoke to me when I became a nurse. I loved the profession so much, and I still do, and I have so much admiration and respect for the nurses that we work with that it's really a privilege to be able to serve them. And I think that that early experience was really influential for me. Jenny, it sounds like you had such wonderful role models growing up that led you to your career in nursing leadership. Back in December at the PCICS virtual meeting, you and Tony Impresha, a nursing leader from Boston Children's, had the opportunity to moderate a session on nursing leadership. Um, And I was just wondering if you could share a little bit with us maybe some things that you learned, um, some of the leadership qualities and traits that you look for that you were able to share during that session. Um, If you could just tell us a little bit more about um, how that session went. Great question. And also, I have to say that working with Tony um, was an absolute delight in, in going back and forth around how do we grow leaders and what are your philosophies and how do different organizations approach that differently or the same. I think, you know, we talked a lot about how all nurses are leaders in some way, shape, or form, whether or not they view themselves in that way. 
when you're with the patient for 12 hours and you've been watching them, you have knowledge and insight that you have an obligation to share with the team, with the APNs, with the intensivists, whomever it is, you have to advocate for what you have seen and heard and experienced over that period of time. So at the bedside, you have a leadership responsibility um, in that sense. And I think I could talk about growing the next generation of leaders, you know, for hours because I'm so passionate about leadership. But I think we came away from that experience and having that conversation and facilitating that session with the thought that we believe that all nurses are leaders in some way, shape, or form, regardless of whether or not they see themselves in that way. I think also um, looking for specific qualities and traits in people and when you see that at the bedside or you see that in someone really focusing on trying to mentor and cultivate it. I think sometimes there are people who don't see themselves as a leader, but I will see them as a leader or someone I work with will see them as a leader, either, either formal or informal. And I think when you see someone who has really strong communication skills, has deep empathy, emotional intelligence, um, and can get to yes, I think that those are the leaders that you seek out and you try to cultivate and grow so that we have generations of really strong nursing leadership. Have you found sometimes that you're having to convince some of the nurses that don't believe they're leaders, that they are leaders and kind of fostering those skills and showing them those qualities? And um, Yes, yeah. yes, more often than not. <laughs> sometimes we have to talk about defining the authority gradient and what does that mean when you have an opinion and you don't want to at the bedside necessarily assert yourself in that way. And they don't feel sometimes empowered to do that. And so I think that that's something that you can also cultivate cultivate is walking and talking through that conversation of how do you assert yourself in that way? Because we are trying to reiterate that they are the leaders. So I think, um, guiding nurses and supporting them in that way helps develop them. And then there have been nurses who have applied for or not applied for even a formal uh, leadership position. And we've sort of had conversations around, you know, have you thought about this um, applying for this position? You have the type of qualities that we're looking for in someone who is going to foster a culture in which all of the nurses um, thrive. So yes, sometimes I think you have to give people a little nudge and tell them that you're seeing something in them that maybe they don't see in themselves. During the moderated session, you guys posed a lot of really important questions. One that particularly stuck out to me is growing the next generation of leaders um, with intention. I think, you know, that falls on multiple, um, not just you as, uh, as nursing leadership, but also on our physicians, on our nurse practitioners, on inter- between different nurses. And I think that um, having the intention of helping each other grow as a team and have uh, and foster leadership as a team is so important. Something that everyone can work on a little bit more is growing leadership um, amongst our entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I, I guess, you know, how are we, how do you feel that on our unit, we're growing uh, the next leaders with that intention? Um, good, good question. I think that there are a number of ways that we're doing that. I think we're fortunate to work for an organization that really values professional governance and doesn't just talk about professional governance. We live it and we breathe it. So 
when we say nurses should be guiding their own practice, we have a structure in place where we have committees um, and councils where the nurses are the ones who are leading it. And then we have a formal leader like one of our managers or one of our educators and they serve as the advisor, but it's really the staff who are setting the goals and all along the way we're supporting them, but it's really driven by the staff. Did that answer your question? I feel like maybe- yeah, I think so. I think what's interesting about, um, about the structure of leadership in nursing at Lurie specifically is that there is multiple levels of support and there's multiple, and I think that's at the larger institutions that is often common, but I think what's nice is you have the educators that are helping lift up the nurses who are newer, or you have the, um, you have the managers, but there's always a manager on, there's a manager on during the day, on at night. And so I think there is that intention of lifting the nurses up by having all this support and education. This is what servant leadership is about. I'm not here to tell them what to do. They need to tell us what to do. And I think when you set, when you make the space for that to happen and professional governance is a really good way to make that space, obviously open doors um, and just back and forth, open communication are great ways to do that too. But the message that you're really sending is, I know that you know better than I do in most cases what the right thing to do is. And it's my job to pull out of you or to create the space for you to tell me what those things are so I can help make them happen along with our team. And that's, that's really, I think the way to do it. I think creating a formal nursing assembly, which is where all the chairs of the committees report to in the CCU and then having our nurses participate in the house hospital wide, house wide nursing governance structure as well is incredibly important right now. There is a CCU nurse who is leading the nursing professional governance board, which is the, the head of the structure for professional governance in the hospital. And I think that that structure, both between the unit and the organization and having that back and forth flow, it allows for a lot of good practice and experience in becoming a leader. You know, I started out when I was a new graduate nurse, I started out really early on joining committees and whether it was accreditation readiness or it was patient family experience or at one point in the PICU, I led the PICU uh, nursing governance structure. That gave me so much practice. And it also taught me um, that I could act on behalf of my peers, listening to what they were saying could be done to improve things and carry that forward and operationalize it, you know, with the rest of our partners. And that's so incredibly rewarding because it's such a great way to influence change. I would agree. I was a part of a nursing governance. I feel like that definitely made me feel as a nurse that I could make a difference because I think we make a difference every day at the bedside, but at the same time, it made me feel that I could you know, have a say in how things go and give my input on how the decisions we were making with infection control or the decisions that we were making with um, how we were, what pumps we were using and things like that. So I think having that say as the person who's on the front line is so important and it feels like you can make a difference, you can make change on the unit and it really is optimal to have that voice there, so. Absolutely, I totally agree kind of looping back to the session, did you guys find any other, I know you had mentioned a couple of themes that stuck out to you or any pearls of wisdom that you brought back from moderating the nursing leaders that were present there? No, it was so great um, to partner with someone who works in another center because um, Tony had colleagues 
that joined us when we were having sort of our mock practice sessions before we did the real thing. And I had colleagues from Lurie who joined us when we were having sort of our mock session. And the conversation that was generated was just so wonderful. And I think one of the things that I've learned is that as a leader, you do have a responsibility to sort of set the tone around what the expectation is. And Tony shared that Patricia Hickey has a conversation with all of the incoming nurses around how they are all leaders. And that's something I have adopted into my practice in terms of talking to our new nurses as they're onboarded. Um, I think there were so many great takeaways, certainly um, looking for and cultivate, looking for specific qualities, the ones I mentioned around emotional intelligence and compassion and communication, trying to nurture with intention those nurses was something that we talked about pretty consistently. I just think, I mean, there were so many good thoughts that were generated from this, but I think we were all really aligned with you have to create space and a structure and intentionally focus in this area so that you're not just going through your day tasking and seeing people doing a great job without really intentionally preparing them for the next step. You know, succession planning is something that has to be a, a part of your conversation all the time. Something ever happens to me who can grab the wheel and, and steer the ship. And, you know, your job as a leader is to create more leaders. It's not to create followers. Um, so I would say that that's, that's a pearl of wisdom that I have always held very close to me. And I think that that's really important to remember that that's your job. Grow more leaders, not, not create followers. I love that. I think that's so important. So if you were to pick maybe three qualities that you see in all of your leaders, a nursing leader, what, who you want to work alongside, but also that you see in your leaders that already work with you as well. Great question. <laughs> and I actually don't have to think too much about it because again, it's something yeah. I think about a lot. It's really important to me. Yeah. So one I read once and I wish I could remember where it was um, in a book or an article about leadership. And the thought was, or the suggestion was to surround yourself with your own personal board. Yeah. Surround yourself with people who are going to be honest with you and direct and to never tell you just what they think you want to hear, they're going to give it to you straight. And I have had the great fortune of hiring most of our love, the nursing leadership team I work with, and the managers, our quality nurse, our educators, they're just phenomenal. All of them are phenomenal. And I think if I had to pick three things, uh, many things that are phenomenal about them, one is they're all incredibly candid and honest. So when they're speaking, they're speaking from the heart and they're telling you what, how it is. Um, and I think that there's a way to do that in a really honest and respectful, authentic way. And I think that they all do that really well. Um, they're all deeply empathetic. And I think strong listeners they have not forgotten what it is like to be at the bedside and they truly listen to the people that we are here to serve so that they can always be better Ooh, it's kind of hard to narrow down maybe the third one because there are so many qualities <laughs> have. um but i would say all of them 
are driven to get you yes, someone will say something crazy. And at first blush, you'd be like, I'm positive that's against the rules, or I don't think we could do that. They don't go there. They'll think of, okay, that's an interesting request, or no one's ever asked that before. That's a little unusual. How could we make that happen for that patient? Or that's a big project that that person is proposing. And before we say, oh, I don't want to do that. How do we find a way to get to yes? And I just so enjoy working with people like that because I feel like those are the people that you feel like you can do the best work and make the biggest difference with. Sure. I think those are wonderful qualities. I think there's something with that last point about like kind of taking that pause as a leader, taking that pause and, um, and hearing people out is so important. At first blush, would we have said we would have thought we'd have patients on the batty wagon, you know, rolling around uh, the units. Nope, I would not have thought we could pull that off, but they did. And it's incredible. And when I see patients, you know, thriving on the unit because that project came to fruition, it's so great that people didn't just, you know, say no when they heard something sort of out of out of the norm, you know? Yeah, I really yeah. love that idea of getting to yes, because for people just be like, we can't do that. It's not how we do it. It's not how we ever did it. I think cultivating that that culture of, um, of yes, saying that, um, let's see how we can get to that and working with with them and making them feel like they can make that difference, even if it's not exactly what they wanted. You know? yes. I think that's so important is to just um, be able to get them to, to feel like, you know, they're being heard and that they're, um, you know, as part of the team, that they're a voice that can make a difference. Sticking um, in that this is how we've always done things kind of, it feels like that sometimes is suffocating that ability to be a leader and to make a difference. And I think that, um, you know, having those qualities of building people up is so important. It's interesting because something I've always been cognizant of is that I've been with the same organization for 18 years. Yeah. And some people would say, oh, you haven't seen other things or you don't know other ways that it can be done. Ask <laughs> questions about how it was done in other places and you have to be creative so I actually, I've thought about this a lot. And of course, you know, as a leader, you have to always be self-critical. Is this a limitation? Does this mean that I won't be able to be as efficacious because of this? But I think if you're, again, you're curious and you enjoy learning, you can gain insight from people who have been other places. You can build a network where you can pick up the phone and call a friend in another organization and say, have you ever done anything like this? you can use resources outside of healthcare and talk to people who work in advertising and marketing. You can read Harvard, Harvard Business Review. You can look for things outside of healthcare to gain inspiration. Um, I think that can help you see things differently so you don't get a narrow view of it's always been this way, even if you've been with the same organization for almost two decades. As a nursing leader, you're constantly using your resources and pearls that you've learned along the way. With that said, is there any other pearls you'd like to share with us? It sounds silly maybe, but have you seen these Instagram, you know, type nurse groups? I'll tell you what I have learned from them. You know, every once in a while, you'll see a meme around like a snowstorm and like someone's car buried in five feet of snow. And I'll be like, management be like, when are you going to be at work? <laughs> 
it's a reminder, number one, to not be that manager or that leader. Yeah. Undig your car from the snow and you get yourself to work also because that's what leadership is all about. Yes. But I read the comments sometimes and I think to myself, how many people could be the leader that they want to have? It makes me sad to see that people in our profession have leaders that they don't feel supported by. As a leader, that's something I value so much. If our nurses didn't feel supported by me, I think that would be like the most devastating thing I could hear. I want them to feel supported because I respect and admire them so much. And my hope is that when people see leaders, either good or leaders who are not so good, they think to themselves, could I be the leader that I want my peers to have and that I would have wanted to have when I was at the bedside? And I really think that that's part of growing the next generation of leaders is reminding nurses that they have the potential and the abilities and the skills to be that leader that they wish that they had or that they want for the people that they admire and respect and care about. Yeah, I think being a leader and a manager is a very difficult job. And having that voice that you know that's going to advocate for you, that voice that has a similar philosophy to the team, I think that that's so important too. Yes, Uh, and that you can trust. And someone who will say, I'm trying to represent you in the absolute best way I possibly can, but I'm also human and I make mistakes. And I think owning those mistakes is another really essential quality for a leader to say, we tried this. I thought it was the right direction. It wasn't. I learned from that and I will do my best to take us in a different direction next time. And I think that humility is really important in building trust with the nurses that you work with, because I can tell you there are times where they have been right and I was wrong, but I don't think that that has to deteriorate or diminish a relationship. I think it can strengthen it. I just think you have to be sort of brave enough to have a real conversation about what that looks like and how you approach the future. Well, thank you, Jenny. I wish we could talk for hours because this is like a lot of what made me so excited about being a nurse and being in this career. This is my favorite topic. So <laughs> I really enjoyed the discussion and hopefully um, people have uh, thought that it was useful and there are maybe some things that they could apply in their practice or with their teams too. Thank you again, Jenny, for speaking with me today about growing the future leaders in nursing. We enjoyed having you on our podcast. To all our listeners, thank you for listening to the PCICS podcast. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please visit our website, pcics.org, where you can find more information about how to become a member and enjoy updated info on educational resources, meetings, job listings, and much more. The song, I Don't Know, by Grapes, was used under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution license.